Ready? You ready, hunt? It's the football hour. Mike Judson, and in the center of it all. Sees every second of this season. Nick Hardwick. Good morning, everybody out there on a Friday. It's been a fun, fun morning. Just got better with Nick Hardwick in studio. And Nick, we got to talk to new Padres manager coming up in 30 minutes. Party time. Good times, buddy. Let's go. He seems like a really honest dude based <laughs> yes, on the press conference yesterday. Very honest. That's good. I totally, I totally dug that. The honesty? Yes. It's the best policy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, you get up on stage, you're nervous to speak. You know what the best policy is? Tell everybody you're nervous to speak. Be yourself, I'm a little boom. nervous. Bear with me here. Yep. Yeah. Okay, it's all good. Well, AJ Preller doesn't warm up a room real well. <laughs> he's not the best hype man. No, Nick. it's like, get that towel. Flip it around. He's He's got the slogans, though, doesn't he? But he just can't. You know, the hot talent. Oh, that's Scott. That's Scott Boris. That's Scott yeah. Boris. They should have had Scott Boris introduce yeah, him. On, I don't Scott. know why he'd be there. Bring but. him on. Make some noise. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's uh, go. Where's I, DJ yeah. Collins? It was very you know, underwhelming. They say, they say don't hire a guy that'll win the press conference. Well, they, they did that. <laughs> so Check. Win, now win games. Who's they? Who's they that says these things? America win the press conference. I introduce Jace Tangler as the next manager of the San Diego Padres. Sounds thrilling. How about that? With, a lot, with, with a lot of pleasure. Tons of pleasure. It's time for my colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> Could be pleasurable. You just I, have to relax I, I, through it. Costa knows all about I, I, that. I, I'm already looking for my next job. So here's Chase Tingler. You know, it, it, it was... We hired on fan graphs, so now I can take on that job. When when you're there, because I, I heard the sound bites uh, on Extra 1360 after the press conference, and it's like, okay, that doesn't play real well just audibly. But when you're there, you're, you're looking at his young boys that were so well-behaved watching him. Awesome. And you see his parents, and his parents were both coaches, and they were so stoic until his son started speaking Spanish, and dad was beaming with pride. It, it, so I, I'm like, go get him, Jace. And then I get in the car, I'm like... Oh boy, this didn't go well. You know, it's like there were two things that happened. The audio and the video were a little bit different, right? Completely. Yeah, but Completely. we just got to give him time. Who knows? We got to see. He gets the benefit of and, the doubt. And by the way, like I've been saying, the manager doesn't win the games. No, doesn't. The players win the games. The manager can affect a handful yes. throughout the season. The manager in the playoffs specifically has a big imprint on it, 100%. as we've seen, making very critical decisions and using the eyeballs. Now, the data so it's very important to have a great manager at key times right. but if you don't have the horses it doesn't matter who's pulling the strings the organization will decide his success it is not the other That's way it. around exactly not right. even close i don't know if ron fowler knows that but it's not it, it's the other way around i don't think ron's statement was really towards jace i think it was towards aj oh, probably and it's shot like, across hey, aj's bow you're making this call you're bringing it and this is one of those things where it's like it's your boy well the way he was so yes, i mean think is. about how many times he'd refer to him probably as he didn't want to sit hey, up there next to him get your boy yeah right that'd be <laughs> one of these moments get, did, get your, boy, your boy dude. coming with you on your way out yeah exactly right question. yeah you get a number of critical decisions as a general manager. Okay, you can bring in some pieces on the field. How many coaches do you get? You get two. Right. You get you get your shot at two managers. Basically. I think Ron Fowler sent an email to Jace that said, "Listen, don't buy 
rent don't buy <laughs> it felt like yesterday and, it's expensive and here that. anyhow hey uh 844-570-1360 nick hardwick in studio it is the football hour nick will talk a little baseball with us as well you're sticking around for the jace tingler interview at 8 30 ken was not was let go this was uh that you know there were a lot of people that uh, i heard uh, daniel jeremiah and darren asked him did you have any idea this was coming and daniel was like well i had breakfast with them Sunday morning and I wasn't getting any sort of a read or a feel. So I, I don't know how surprised were you to see this? It's just bloodletting. I mean, really when expectations coming into the beginning of the season, it's 12 and four last year and people are putting them in the Super Bowl. I almost said the world series because that was just so fabulous. <laughs> it was God, that was an amazing world series. <laughs> one for the ages. It was so good. So I almost said people are putting them in the world series. Now they're putting them in the Super Bowl before the season. Then you have a ton of injuries and a lot of, uh, incongruity, whatever that word would be. Close. Yeah, it's it's not at all together. You've got an offensive line who's in total disarray. You've got injuries to very key players. And then expectations are not met early in the season. Melvin Gordon comes back in, and it's an absolute clunker fest with him in the run game. And you know Anthony Lynn loves the run game, so four games straight with under 40 yards rushing, that's not going to fly. And this is really just a shakeup. For me, this is a little bit of a let's see if we can get something to stick while there's still time left in this season, while they're three and five. And guys, there's it's weird because they're three and five. And the way the AFC West is right now with Patrick Mahomes injured, yeah. even when he comes back, is he gonna be the Patrick Mahomes that we knew and loved from last year? I don't think so. I don't really expect so. So the Chargers still are right in this thing. I really do believe the AFC West is going to come down to the wire once again. They could you make think it the Chiefs should come nine. down to the wire? I think it possibly could, yes. I mean, their defense, to me, is a mess. And without Patrick Mahomes, they're not top end. And they have they, Minnesota they, this weekend. They are not elite, yeah. So good luck to Matt Moore taking on Minnesota in that defense. But, okay, so it's a shakeup. It's a bloodletting. It's it's Anthony Lynn maybe getting his hands a little bit more on the offense, which is not good news for Charger fans because he doesn't know when to call a timeout. Uh, Shane Steichen, you had said, come, came, comes highly recommended, a yes. relationship with Phillip. But you, you're, you have the same machine parts. That's right. It's like, okay, we're going to get into this race. We can win it, but oh, wait a second. The car is completely the same. Sure. The only thing that it's got a chance to do is a little bit of signaling to the players is like, hey, this is not permanent. You guys loved Wiz. Yeah, he's gone now. Yeah. And you kind of see what you've done. It has a chance to light a fire underneath some guy's asses, create some urgency. But you're right. You've got the exact same parts on this car. Nothing really has changed. No. They had the opportunity at the beginning of the year. They had the opportunity when Russell Okun was missing at the beginning of the year to bring the in a Larry deadline. Tunsil, to bring in a Kenny Stills like the Houston Texans did, even though I think they're way ahead and way off on their timeline. At least they went for it. And the Chargers had the opportunity to go for it with player personnel who could have been very impactful for this season. And they failed on that opportunity. This I think what's going to happen with the Chargers, if Anthony Lynn doesn't meddle too much in the offense, which I sincerely hope he doesn't because he doesn't have the offensive line really to power Melvin right. Gordon and Austin Eckler to real strong run games. I hope what happens is they play more up-tempo, they get the ball out of Phillip Rivers' hands quickly, and Shane Steichen is more timely with shots down the field and just... 
what I've felt in the last several years under Ken Wisenhunt, and this would be the knock on him, is if there's a penalty, if there's a review, that they weren't timely coming in and out of breaks. So they would always have to like burn a timeout or take a delay a game. It's like, we had a sack. Okay, now what are we going to do? And it's it's a little bit of that quick thinking that I felt like was lacking from the program. Do you see them just dinking and dunking? Yes, a, a more so. And you want to see Keenan become the the short to intermediate yes, target, not the long that's, guy. because that's where he's at. That's his best skill set is short, intermediate, and using his wiggle to get free and beating man coverage. And so if they can do that, and then, I don't know, I mean, Travis Benjamin, go go deep, dude, go deep, and then use Mike Williams kind of as that second tight end slash wide receiver. Yeah. They've, I really do believe if the Chargers play to their strength, which is still their pass game and their quick pass game, then they're going to be able to compete. And if they continue to try to beat their head against the wall with this offensive line and with Melvin Gordon, who's got just ounce, uh, pounds and pounds of rust on him, then they're not going to have any success. And it's going to be atrocious at the end of the year. And it's going to continue to be a disappointment. Eric Williams called it a clash of philosophies between Ken Wisenhunt and, and, and Anthony Lynn. Do you feel like it may have been also two against one, like Wisenhunt and Rivers saw the offense one way versus Anthony Lynn? You know, we, we've seen some of the exchanges a little bit. We know what yeah. Philip Rivers thinks of Ken Wisenhunt, who was given a lot of credit for a little bit of a resurge to his career in 2013. Was this to kind of break down a dynamic that that clash of philosophies may have been more than just Wiz versus Anthony Lynn? So, so you're saying Wiz gets fired because Rivers gives it to him on the sideline. It's like, oh, yeah. You want to yell at me? Well, you know what? Come Monday, your dad's fired, dude. A Sorry, bud. A little and bit. And now yes. we're just gonna go back to the beginning. What was it? What year was that? Twenty now seventeen. I think it when Anthony Lynn came in twenty seventeen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he came in in the first four games. They dropped four games straight. Yep. It's like we're gonna run the ball on Oy. first and second down, and we're gonna establish a real tough football team. And it was yes. like, okay, first down. First and ten, yeah. and then we're going to go to second and eight, and then we're going to go to third and seven. Right. You get and the then, first four, and we then, get the next twelve. Hey, Broncos, we're going to be passing the ball here. It's going to be a seven-step drop. If you want, because it's third and seven plus, feel free to blitz us, and we'll uh, have to get rid of the ball quickly, and you'll tackle us short of the sticks. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't return to that reset button once again. But that's <sighs> what you're predicting, it sounds like. I hope not. <laughs> I, I I really hope not. And I and I do. If if I were to go out on a limb, I vouch for Shane Steichen. I think he's incredibly bright. I think he's very creative. And I think he can be one of those young, bright coaches who takes the next step because he is a very thoughtful dude. He's also very quick. He's got a great processor. And you need that in your guy who's calling the plays. Was he on the staff with you? He was, yeah. He's been there since 2011. Oh, wow. His seven of the last eight years he's been with the Chargers. He did a year of hard time with the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) And and then he came back. But here's what I love about him. He was a quarterback at UNLV four years. And he just, he doesn't have, he's built like a twig. I mean, if you see him, he's like a real spindly dude. But he can spin the ball. He knows from the quarterback position what he's looking at. But he came into the NFL and he worked on the defensive side of the ball for the first two years. So I love that play from a quarterback who goes and learns, starts over, kind of rebuilding the career. So he's going to launch off from this, and I hope he gets the opportunity. And Anthony Lynn did say, I don't want to be hovering over his back. 
Because I don't know if Anthony's that capable of calling the plays and managing I'll, the I'll game tell you at right the same now, time. He's not. 844 <laughs> You want to talk Thanks some football? Thanks for the clarification. You're welcome. You want to talk football with Tell Nick? us how you, you really asked. feel. Yeah. I just uh, think there's only a limited amount of guys who can really do that, who can call the plays, who can manage the clock. I mean, North Turner is one of the smartest dudes that I've ever been around. He couldn't do it. He couldn't manage the game and manage the play calling. It's, just, it's, it's too, too much to much. ask. It is. Especially when you just fired a, a, a pretty successful football man in Ken Wisenhunt. Like, you've added more to your plate. Yes. Potentially. Yes. If you're, if you're asking to do it while well, the whole head coaching thing still eludes you at times. Yeah, that's uh, exactly Coming up right. here in just a minute, uh, Nick's going to tell us about something really, really cool. I wouldn't he do this. Is, uh, You're doing, crazy, dude. Come doing, on, we're going streaking. Do You're it tomorrow. Crazy. Bring your green hat. Uh, Ryan wants to talk about Shane Steichen. Ryan, welcome to the football hour. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I um, went to high school with Shane Steichen and his two brothers. Um, he's a great guy, and uh, he's going to do great. But, um, you know, it, there, there's a lot of pressure, and he was a really great uh, high school quarterback and actually took the championship in Northern California. So, I mean, football is his life. So hopefully that will come through for him. Hey, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, football still is his life. Yeah, I mean, he's he, yes, it is. <laughs> football is yeah. his life. Yeah, I, he's going to do a good job. He's got a great mind on him. It's just a matter like doing anything new for the first time. Like you can be on the radio, but when you're running your own show, it's a different program. Absolutely. So we'll see how that all kind of pans out. He's got a learning curve. Here's the thing. It's like what we just talked about with Jace Tingler coming in. Unless you have the horses, how much are you really going to affect the outcome? Right. You can manipulate. Yes, you can construct very good game plans, but unless you have the guys who can execute it, then none of that really matters. Well, I, I also kind of feel like, and in, in, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like a lot of his tutelage would have been under Ken Wisenhunt, the man that was just fired. Or does can, is Shane now, I mean, is he, is he just, he's like, cool, cool, Ken, cool. And then he goes back to his room, he draws up all these different plays that he'd be <laughs> using, and he goes and runs it out there. But then he's also got Anthony standing over and be like, that doesn't look like a run play. Pound the ball. That doesn't look Pound like the a ball. run play. Give so it to the running back. Sh- how, much, how, you, how unique or how different is Shane going to be with Anthony Lynn, a running back by heart, and Ken Wisenhunt, who was out the door, who was just fired by the guy who said this is a clash of philosophies? I think what you have with most coaches – that are learning under somebody is they're picking and choosing what they like about the program and what they don't like about the program. So all the time guys are grooming themselves to be able to launch off and you never know. And these guys do understand like Jake's managing games in his mind all the time. They understand that at a moment's notice, it could be their turn to call the plays. I mean, it could have been just Ken Wisenhunt fell ill and got the stomach flu. And all of a sudden Shane Steichen had to insert himself and be ready to go. It's like a backup quarterback, right? Sure. So for years he's been grooming grooming himself to formulate game plans, to call plays. And while he's going through these, games with the coach he is the primary influencer in Wiz's ear yeah so hey you may want to think about this play he's like the reminder which you would oftentimes get when Charlie Whitehurst was the backup quarterback he would go hey here's the play call now I want you to remember this right. and he would say that so that was virtually Shane Steichen's role given some input given influence but it's a little bit different when you're commanding and you are running the practice week and yeah. you're setting the schedule and here's the plays that we need to get accomplished and, and you we got to get everybody into a quarterback as well. Oh, oh yes. he does. Yeah. Yeah, but 
Philip and Shane, they really mesh well together. Right. And and you'll see a lot of times when Phil comes off to the sideline, he goes Shane to Shane, he, he doesn't go to Wiz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think they're gonna have a pretty good connection there. If you there was a there was a game several years ago when Rich Gannon was still with the Raiders, they went into Pittsburgh and I think they ran the ball five times. And they might have thrown it fifty something times. They yes. won the football game because mm-hmm. they had just realized, listen, we ain't running against Pittsburgh. Thank God. Screw it. If you are the Chargers and your line did a pretty decent job of keeping Phillip clean in Chicago, not to completely not run the ball, mm-hmm. but shouldn't that mindset be then, where where are our best athletes right now, our best football players? It's in the passing game. That's right. F the run. That's that's exactly it. I'm telling you. <laughs> That'll get you fired, I'm t- well, I know it's very that easy for me to you say fired. that, but you, you, you are now grasping for the straw that no, is going to work. You're, you're right about that. Play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. Don't beat your head against the wall. So, so many times we would be playing, say, the AFC North teams. Hey, newsflash to the coaches who were coaching us at the time, we're not going to be able to run the football against these teams. This is what they do. Haloti not at least 400 uh, pounds. We're not running the ball against the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers. I promise you we're not running the ball against the Baltimore Ravens. It's not happening. So why are we trying to run the football against these teams? And I would be marching up and down the sidelines when we're at Heinz Field or when we're in Baltimore. They're out with us, and it's like, let's go two-minute offense. Spread this thing out. We can pass block and get them out of their comfort zone, right? They always say Bill Belichick makes you fight left-handed. Yeah, These teams are built to stop the run and to load the box and to be in their base defense. Get them out of their base defense if you're the Chargers offense. Play to your strength, which is up-tempo, and passing the ball, getting it out of Phillip Rivers' hands to protect the lineman a little bit, and Run the ball to keep them honest. One of the silver linings going into this game against the Packers on Sunday is they have been gashed on the run. Yeah. Raiders did it a lot when they were at Lambeau. So, you know, maybe the Chargers are thinking, okay, we might actually be able to balance it out. Sure. Somewhere. And you can probably do that better when they're in nickel defense or sub defense and, and, you, don't, what, and you don't and have your Patton horses lo- in. Petten loves to run five and six, you know, nickel and dime. That's right. Yeah. It makes it so much easier when there's six guys in the box rather than seven or eight. Yeah. What are you doing with yourself this weekend? Dude, you're the man. Get crazy. Okay, there's crazy. So my buddy Nate Boyer writes me a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, hey, what are you doing uh, November 2nd? And I was like, nothing. What's up? Living life. And he goes, want to jump out of a plane? And he, Nate Boyer, Green Beret, University of Texas, Seattle Seahawk, and now he's with Jay Glazer on this Merging Vets and Players Foundation. Super cool. And he goes, want to jump out of a plane? And I'm like, well, I don't want to be a weenie. Yeah, I want to jump out of a plane. Let's do it. I didn't even confer with Jamie on this one, right? I'm like, yeah, let's do this thing. And he set me up. And about 10 minutes later, I was all lined up to go do this Operation Jump 22, it's called. And basically, they are raising funds to go to merging vets and players. But Operation Jump 22, the name you probably heard, 22 veterans are committing suicide every single day in our country. So merging vets and players is one joining with operation jump 22 to allow vets to jump out of planes, to have some fun and bring it back into their life, have a little camaraderie, celebrate them. And then also they've raised this year $30,000 to be able to go to MVP merging vets and players and help continue to help these vets transition out and find their version of health good for you man and i know that since you you are as big as you are they need a very light person to be on your back and a lot of people don't know jay glazer weighs 85 pounds 
So Jay Glazer is going to be on your back, right? Jay's jumping with Jay's jumping with me. I actually thought it was going to be Statman. Statman, I he thought was, perfect. I thought Statman. Pounds. He's going to be like, a hole in pull the shoot. cord, pull the cord. I'm in the air. Yeah. So this look out for the ass. It's going to be, be on your back. It's going to be a ton of fun. So I don't know if you know the van life dude, Joe Hawley. Yes, he, he was the center for the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I ran into Joe and met him a couple of weeks ago, and now he's coming back out to San Diego, and he texts me like last week, and he goes, hey, I'm going to be in San Diego on Saturday. What are you doing? Let's get together. And I was like, cool. What are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, Uh-oh. well, let's let's spend some time together, have a cup of coffee or yeah. whatever, and talk. And I said, how about we jump out of an airplane? <laughs> and he's like, Jesus, that escalated quickly. Uh, uh, so, it's like, yes, so, it did. So Joe Hawley's jumping out of a plane in. with me. He's in, man. That's is it beautiful. after the third or fourth like classroom instruction where you got a handle on what you're going to do tomorrow? No, 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 no. I'm showing up at like 9 a.m. and I'm going to be out of a plane at 9:45 and back for media availability at oh, 10 a.m. Oh, so there was no instruction involved. There's no instru- instructions. <laughs> you supposed to fly the plane over put, here? Put this on. Put a chipmunk on your back and be ready to yeah, roll. It's being GoPro'd, right? Oh yes. Oh, I yes, cannot so wait like, to see this. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> A lot of Padre fans cannot wait to see this either. Jace Tingler in a uniform managing this team in 2020. The new manager of the Padres, he joins us after this. Hey, everybody. Darren Smith here. Join us at 12 noon today. It's a football Friday. The Aztecs are off, but who should they be rooting for and against this weekend? We'll tell you at 12 noon. All right, we're here in the midst of the football hour. Little uh, little lane change. We're going to be joined here in just a second. New Padres manager, Jace Tingler. I think it's a given that all three of us, Fletch as well, are, are willing to give Jace Tingler the benefit of the doubt. Uh, there's no reason for us to sit there and hammer him for, for stuff that hasn't even gone on yet. The proof will be in the proverbial pudding, um, as they say. We'll join him. He will join us here in uh, a minute or so. We got, we've all got some questions for Jace Tingler. Of course we do. Yeah. Mostly, do you like pudding? I know you like pudding, Costa. <laughs> Love pudding. It's like the proof's in the pudding, and Absol- you're like, God, oh. butterscotch pudding. Oh, oh, oh. With a big thing of whipped cream on top. Oh. I'm all, on, I'm oh, all down. Good. Hey, how was, by the way, sorry, before we get to it, how was yeah. Halloween in Alpine? In the pine. Halloween could not have been more of an afterthought at the Richards Stachelski household. Well, we were without power. Soon to be the Richards household. Yes, that's right. Yes. November 9th. Uh, we were without power for a couple of days, so we were trying to figure out good drinking water and how much <laughs> and, and the, you know the the freezer was leaking out of the water dispenser and uh-huh. peanut was just licking it as it was coming down with who knows what was actually in that water so bacteria yeah, yeah exactly whatever, whatever man uh, how, how was yours your boys both looked adorable you went to uh, a super couple sports figures so hudson got braces like a month ago so he's not allowed to have candy he got braces and an expander. Oh, God. So, yeah. God, you got an expander. <laughs> so, he got that about a month ago. He's actually talking very well. He enunciates more clearly now. But the kid amazes me because he can't eat the candy, but he's such in the holiday spirit that Wanna he was like it. running door to door dressed as Tom Brady. And, of course, Teddy wanted to dress as Manny Machado. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. Browns, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was. I had so many people ask me about. How do you feel about your son dressed as Tom Brady and not Philip Rivers? I'm like, hey man, free choice. Yeah, right. Batman. There would, could be worse idols to have. Yeah, Batman would have preferred Philip Rivers over Tom Brady. Yeah, kinda. But yeah. hey man, choose the goat. But at least, uh, at least you weren't dressed up as a praying mantis like I was. Uh, nice. Yesterday. Did you yeah. see that? 
It was awesome. Good play. I, yeah. I got to go pull it. that. Oh, yeah. Judd's got the picture of it. Too. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> yeah. It's so P- good. Pathetic meaning awesome. Yeah, super <laughs> awesome. Joining us right now, this is awesome as well. You mentioned the color brown, Manny Machado. He will be wearing the color brown uh, next season as the new manager of the Padres. Jace Tingler with us here for the first time on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Jace, Mike Costa, Judson Richards, Nick Hardwick. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing great. Give us uh, how how has the whirlwind been so far for you? So far, it's been it, it's been good. Um, you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of things to me. You know, the 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 whole experience. Obviously, the press conference yesterday. Uh, but I think it was a little bit of sense of peace uh, having my family there for sure. I hadn't seen them in uh, in about a month. Obviously, I've been in the Dominican. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so just being able to connect with them, uh, you know, face to face the night before, uh, certainly with the whirlwind, it's been a, a sense of peace having them there for sure. Jace, given it's your first managerial experience that you held at this level, what part of the job do you think is going to have the steepest learning curve? Um, good question. Uh, I, I think like on the front end, it's, it's getting to know one another. And I mean that from, you know, probably the, the, the players and, uh, you know, the, the, the coaching staff that, that, that we put together. Um, I think the, the, the challenge is, is going to be um, taking the time on the front end and uh, building those relationships, gaining, earning, winning that trust. I think if that step is skipped, um, you've got a potential to have some issues down the road. So, look, I'm a I, I'm a guy that likes to be aggressive, get going, uh, see the task in hand, start start working, start going for that. Um, sometimes I've got to I've got to step back and just know, hey, take your time on the front end, get to know one another. Once we do that, we can get to work. So I think I think just not skipping steps on the relationship building is probably going to be the most crucial. New Padres manager Jace Tingler with us on Action 1360. Jace, I'd like to read you a couple comments from uh, Ron Fowler yesterday. He said, if we don't perform better in 2020 and 2021, we will make changes. He mentioned A.J. Preller's name. He did mention your name as well. I would certainly call that a short leash coming in. Were you aware of those comments? Were those discussions that you had before you took the job? I wasn't you know, really like aware of like those comments, um, but I'm certainly aware of expectations. Um, you know, look, th- this team has been putting, you know, foundation steps, you know, going forward. This team has been, you know, being built like for years. And, um, I definitely sensed going through the long interview process, coming to San Diego twice, you know, constant phone calls. And, you know, when we got close to the finish line, understood those expectations. And, uh, it's going to be a, a hard, you know, road ahead. Um, but nobody came over here to lose, um, came over here to win, came over here to add a little bit of value in the areas I can't, that, that I can. And that's going to be the fun part of this journey, um, is, is constantly growing, um, building those things that we believe is winning baseball. Um, but ultimately, like, this is the, the the highest level that's that's uh, out there, and and uh, I I'm actually reassured that you know like 
those are my expectations as well. And so I have, I have no problem with ownership, front office, you know, anybody having championship level expectations because those are, you know, the ones that I, that I value and carry as well. Jace, uh, piggybacking on what Justin just said about what Ron Fowler's comments were, going into the season, though, it sounds like if it doesn't turn out the way Ron Fowler wants it to or you don't hit a certain level, there's a good chance you might have a new general manager next season. Is that added pressure? Is that uh, a, 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 you know, a part of the equation that you weren't expecting? No. Like, I, I, you know, I think, look, it's, it, it's hard to, you know, like, you know, take those comments and, like, I totally get it again like we share like the 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 same passion um i don't have a lot of uh you know area of of uh uh i'll I'll say this like i'm i'm not going to fill my mind with any negative road i believe in uh i believe in discipline i believe in speaking greatness i believe in you know working towards goals and i think you know if you go down like a negative path of you know like what ifs um uh, honestly, like I think it can be unhealthy if you start thinking worst case scenarios. Obviously, you plan for all scenarios, but you know, I I think like we're just focused here. Uh, honestly, right now we're focused on building a staff, and then we're going to be focused on getting out and uh, you know getting with our players so we can uh, you know constantly uh, grow throughout the off season, and then ultimately we have a chance to you know hit the season running. New Padres skipper Jace Tingler on extra 1360. What do you think ultimately won the job? What differentiated you from the other guys who also wanted a very coveted position, one of 30 in Major League Baseball? Ultimately, like, I don't know. Um, and, and in fact, I really don't know, you know the other guys that were interviewed. Um, I don't, you know, it's, it, it's hard to compare when, when you don't know the other guys. I'm just you know, I just know, um, you know, myself and, and that's what, you know, I've been focused on. I, uh, I, I will say like, I think like my path, you know, to, to, uh, you know, in pro baseball, the last 14, like 15 years, you know, is probably a little bit unique than most. Um, but you know, like in, in this game, there's talented people everywhere. So, um, I, I, I ultimately like don't know. That's probably a decision for uh, AJ and you know his you know his team at the front office. That's that that that's a question for you know Ron and Peter and and the ownership group. Um, I've I, I've never been you know really too occupied about you know other people. It's just been trying to take care of you know what I can control. Well, Jace, you've actually been described as AJ Preller's uh, baseball soulmate. So I don't know who could pass. <laughs> <laughs> on their baseball soulmate, if you're going to hire them, uh, Jason, it's just the four of us talking. Is it going to be Steven Strasburg or Garrett Cole? <laughs> both uh, <laughs> or both? That, that's a great question. Um, uh, I, I don't even know how to answer that. Uh, I mean, can you go wrong? No, you can't. <laughs> it's a win-win for you. Yeah, you guys will have to send out uh, one of your polls. And uh, we'll see what the fans decide and then ultimately go that way. Jace, you do have that great relationship with A.J. Preller. Does it enable you to, I mean, just speak in very black and white terms with him as far as, hey, listen, we need this, I need that, or maybe conversely, hey, what you're doing ain't working or I don't like that, do it differently. Does it allow you that that space to have those conversations? Yeah, I think I, I think the value in having a relationship is working together. And, uh, you know, what what I'm looking for is, 
is a team. I'm looking for a relationship, you know, almost like a family, like a, like a love family member, right? Like, uh, yeah, you're going to love them, but there's a lot of confrontation. Yeah. There's a lot of healthy confrontation. There's a lot of disagreement. There's a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of planning there. there there's all those emotions that go in. But at the end of the day, um, you lay some facts out, you put some plans in place. And then when you walk out the door, um, out to do a task, you know that everybody's on the same page uh, going forward. And that to me is something that when, when you take this job, I think having a teammate and having a group working together as one, I think that's more productive than, than having feelings deep down, even though you're doing something, maybe you truly like don't believe. But I believe like, you know, the, the, the trust and the relationships play like a big factor in that. And that's what excites me about moving forward. Jason, it was a World Series for the ages. Watching it, watching the playoffs in general, what do the Padres need in terms of personnel or simply execution in order to be one of those teams? Um, I didn't get to watch the entire World Series, but I'll say this as like a baseball person and a baseball fan. I thought the World Series was great for the game of baseball. Um, I thought there were a lot of uh, fundamentals that come down to the game. I, I, I think you had you know, two teams with great starting pitching. It seems like the last couple of years, the game, or at least the Bruce game, has been talking about relief pitching. But you saw two teams with elite starting pitching, um, you know, get there. I like the story of the Nationals. I like the way that they start off. They, they struggled. They went through battles. And then they made some adjustments, and they got stronger as the season went on. I like the fact that uh, the Houston Astros, all with their starting pitching, I like looking up, like, in their lineup, the majority of their guys, you know, carry a, a, a two-to-one K-to-walk ratio. They command the zone. They do serious damage at the plate on balls in the zone. They're disciplined. I like the way that basically they run four or five shortstops out there in the infield. I like the way that they run four or five center fielders, one in center, two in the corners, some moving moving uh, parts to their lineup. Uh, I just thought overall just the way the game was played um, at such a high level with power starting pitching and discipline at the plate, great defense, and uh, you know it comes down to game seven, and it comes down to a lot of mental toughness. It's fascinating that – you know, not one team won a home game. Um, I just thought that the overall series was was just great for the, the 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 game of baseball. And then, you know, for our players and our staff and our members, I think there's a lot of examples of championship caliber uh, quality in those two teams that maybe you know we can sit back and and, and work towards. Chase, we got about sixty seconds. Uh, we saw your two boys there yesterday, so well behaved. Tell us about them. How old are they? And 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 how did you tell them about the job that you just landed? Okay, first of all, it's like the first comment I've ever heard on the behavior of those two. Especially six years old. The oldest is uh, uh, Gabe. He's seven years old, and they are they're they're truly like a, a blessing, um, you know, to have. And and you know how how we told them. Um, I was in the Dominican. Um, you know, um, I couldn't even talk to my wife until post game. Uh, but somebody had, I, I needed somebody since I was managing to send her a message. 
Um, and then she initially uh, told the boys, and, and they sent me a little uh, picture. So right after the game, I got it, and they got the word. I didn't get to see them till yesterday, and it's just been – they're excited. I mean, they, they love baseball. They, they're raised maybe a little bit different just because of my hours at the ballpark. So just getting to share moments with them running around the field yesterday is truly special. I will say this, Jace. You look good in brown. Your eyes pop when you have brown on. So it's uh, that's an awesome thing that it, it lines up that way as a manager of the Padres. Congratulations, a belated congratulations, a belated congratulations, and welcome to San Diego. We're pulling for you, man. Thank you. I appreciate the love and support and the compliments on my eyes. Like, I haven't had any type of compliment that in, in uh, my 38 years of living. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to, you guys, grabbing me on. We're going to butter you up now because we're going to hammer you later. It's guaranteed. So, it's going to be a symbiotic relationship. Sounds firm, but fair. I like it. Thanks, Jace. Congratulations. Good luck, Take care. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Jace Tingler, firm, firm but, but fair. manager, firm but fair. Something you've never been described as. That's the best line. Firm but fair. We'll pick games. State needs. Hey, everybody. Darren Smith here. Join us at 12 noon today. It's a football Friday. The Aztecs are off, but who should they be rooting for and against this weekend? We'll tell you at 12 noon. Boom, a clock drop. Who you got? And now, here's something we hope you'll really like. It's time for Hardwick and Richards and Costa to make their top picks of the weekend. Gentlemen, who you got? Who you got? If we could, let's how many games we have time for. We have four games. Four? We're going to run through them like this. Yes, we are. All right, game number one. You guys ready to go? Uh, we got Vikings at Chiefs in Kansas City, and surprisingly, Chiefs are favored minus two. Nick, you're in the lead. You got to go first. Taking the five, turn, turn me on. I'm taking the Vikings. Okay, I'm taking the Vikings. Justin, yes, who you taking, kid? Is P Mahomes back? No. Even if he's back, he's not going to be Super P Mahomes. I think he can be Super P Mahomes. Is P Mahomes back, Fletch? I have not heard that as of yet. I think he was questionable or doubtful. Now they've got to be cautious with him. Yeah. I'm still taking the Chiefs. Okay. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. Our next game, Fletcher. Lions at Raiders. Raiders are two-and-a-half favorites. Inexplicably two-and-a-half favorites. Oh, whatever. They're finally back home off the road. Oakland, Inexplicably. Oakland, Nicely done. Oakland all day in this one. Judd? Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders as well. Fletch just winked at me. More uncomfortable than Garoppolo. <laughs> that was Garoppolo to Aaron Andrews moment. Yeah, baby. Nick Raiders Hart. are like 20,000 <laughs> miles in between home starts. They got a three-game home stand. This yep. is going to be Matt Stafford's, I think, 135th start. <laughs> career. No, 135th straight start. Wow. Yeah. He, he trades Phillip Rivers. <laughs> I got <clears throat> the Raiders. Ooh, yeah, the Chargers. Chargers plus three and a half. I'm surprised it's that high. Judson. I got the Packers. Yeah. Nick. Same. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah. Sadly, same. Sorry. Yeah. 48 rushes. Although I wanted to pick them because last week I picked them and I kind of was hoping it would like will them to a win. Yeah. You know, give, them, give them some good juju. They got the win. Yeah. Pack looks pretty decent, though. <laughs> they also weren't playing against Aaron Rodgers. I think they're right. going to have a really hard time with Jones out of the backfield with their linebacking crew to be yeah. able to defend him. Final one. All right. Last one. Patriots at Ravens. This is the Sunday night game. Ravens are plus three. Yeah, Pats. Judd, it's in Baltimore. It's it in. It's, I think Lamar Jackson's gonna have plus three picks. Do you? You're gonna get confused. Yeah. 
Yeah, Patriots. I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, Patriots. Yeah, uh, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, they got to go Patriots yeah, as well. Boo, Patriots. Yeah, yeah Patriots. Patriots. Just out here picking up receivers. I'll be rooting for Baltimore. Just out here making trades and stuff. I'm rooting for that Lamar Jackson. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a team finally get knocked off. He put in the time. He did. Unlike Fat Baker Mayfield. Oh, did I did I just not that? realize Baker that was Bond. the shortest segment of all time. It yeah. was. We went along with the Ting. We did. That was fun. We had yeah, to. The Ting. Are you trying yeah. to nickname him? The Ting. Oh, I'm late. Costa's trying it's to call him J- or Chase. Chase. It's already happened. Be safe. I will. Although if I'm not here Monday, folks, you know what happened. Tell me where to go so I can spot up as a spotter. <laughs> the memorial show. So you'll probably make the news. Come so. dig me out of the mud. <laughs> if it doesn't go well, we'll see you on the news. Hey, it's been, if it doesn't go well, it's been real. We love you. Be well. We'll see you Monday. Costa. Padres new manager Jace Tingler, our own Nick Hardwick interviews, PodCenter, SportsSC.com, Ben Mudflat, Fletcher, last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces. What you've done, what you've done for us. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. What do you say we do it again Monday? The Herd's coming up next for Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. What in the f*** are you wearing? Did I reap